We're about to kick off an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, brought to you by the fine folks over at, where else? Geekinthecity.com. If you enjoy this show, and I think you do, the best way to help us out is just spread the word. Uh, tell everybody that you enjoy listening to Geek in the City Radio on whatever social media platform you use, as well as giving us a five-star review on sites like iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or iHeartRadio. Those reviews go much farther than you would ever imagine in helping us climb the metrics, which uh, just gets us more listeners, which just makes us a bigger and more nerdier family for everyone to enjoy, which we're going to do right now with an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. Welcome to issue 600 of Geek in the City Radio. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Duran. I am one of your other hosts, Bean Rita. And I am your other, other host, Cable Hashitani. And as is the tradition on all things when they hit issue 600, one of us is going to die before the end of this issue. It was. Sorry, I'm just, every time we do milestone issues, they like, you won't believe who never comes back. Is that like a soap opera thing? No, comic book thing. Oh. Didn't Bruce get his back broken in issue 600? You're asking the wrong bitch. That's true. You know, I I don't know. I kind of think so. Anyway, no one's going to die in this episode. I mean, I hope not. Well, that's good. I don't want to die. I mean, I do do eventually, but... I'm not afraid of death. I just don't want to do that right now. Just just don't want to be there when it happens. Wait, what? <laughs> That's not how that works. Oh, oh, you don't know what I have planned. There are uh, ways. There are ways. There are always ways. Just got to work on that whole lich thing. So I remember seeing a meme about liches and liches how, stitches. how a, a human, like, um, like uh, what's his name, uh, Aragorn, who falls in love with an elf, right? Like it, it, it seemingly makes sense. It's like that a human could decide to become a lich so that they could live out their life or their afterlife with the elf who doesn't age and you know never dies, right? But I feel like liches are kind of like gross and sticky. And I feel like an elf with elven sensibilities would no longer wish to lay with their partner who was all litchy. I mean, I think it depends on, you know. Okay. Okay. There is, I would imagine there's some good lich aftercare that could be. No, I think lichdom just comes and going on. Now, there are other forms of undead you could take care of. Uh, you could become a mummy, you know. I'm using uh, D&D rules here. So you can okay. become a mummy. They're not always, you know. 
um, the Chris Roberson universe of zombies, they're all very functional undead people. Yeah. That's true. That's true. You could become a vampire, but I feel like elves, as a rule, find vampires an affront upon nature. Sure. You could take whatever that elixir is they use in Death Becomes Her. That's true. Don't you start to, like, fall apart after a while? Only if you don't take care of yourself. That's right. Oh, okay. Moisturize. Which is the the warning. I mean, I would not last very long if that's the route of undead that I Mm. took. I'm the only thing keeping my body together is my constantly pumping blood and oxygen coming in and out. If I if I were dead, I would be just dilapidated in a month. I'm covered in bruises right now. Mm. Some of them don't even make sense. I don't think you bruise when you're undead. But that's just a testament to like how good, not good of care I take to my body. That was the bad sense. You would bruise. The bruises wouldn't heal. Right, right. But like, what other like damage am I taking on a day to day basis that is that I'm not going to heal from because now I'm undead, mm-hmm. and that's why I wouldn't last very long. That's why you probably have to be a vampire then, because they just feed to get their energy back. I would definitely choose vampirism as my undead route because vampires are sexy. Yeah, I don't know. I- I might choose. I might choose like the mummy. I think that's kind of cool. Or I can just have like a big, like you know, skeleton face nose, like a bat. Either one is fine. All I can think of every time you say mummy is uh, Yonan Vasquez's. I feel sick. Yeah. Where um, she goes to the goth club <laughs> and meets the one girl who's like, "No, they're vampires. I'm not a vampire. Vampires is so passe. I'm a mummy. I use bees." Like, what do those two things have to do with each other? (laughs) Still my favorite gag out of that book. I Feel Sick is also my favorite Yona Vasquez comic. Wow. Right. Uh, Well, we should say what we're doing today, because our first guest is going to log in uh, probably in about 10 minutes or so. What what are we doing? What are we doing? (laughs) I'm kidding. So, So for our 600th episode... Uh, some folks might think this is a little strange. I think it actually makes a lot of sense. We are going to be inviting on all of our uh, sponsors of the show, people who have basically been with this show since like day one, you know, um, and it's just kind of want to catch up with them and like thank them and then see how they're doing because, you know, 2020 was not good for anyone that engaged in commerce uh, unless you're friggin' Jeff Bezos. I mean, as a rule, it was rough. Yeah. Um mm-hmm especially like our sponsors like we don't have it's not like we're you know sponsored by like you know purple and square space and i don't know those hair loss pills um like we're not sponsored keeps where i listen to a lot of podcasts um okay we're not sponsored by these big national brands or whatever like we i have always intentionally kept it local even though we're a global show the show started by highlighting local creators and whatnot so i've always tried to keep our sponsors local and it's you know it's, it's asking a lot of local business to say like hey can you give us money so we can do this wacky show and they've all said yes and they have said yes for over a decade now every year we have to ask them like contractually obligated to ask them and they keep saying yes yeah i mean it helps that we're a write-off for them <laughs> you know 
at the end of the year, we're like, man, if we could only shave. Oh, look, the email invoice came in from that Geek in the City show. Boom. <laughs> so, yeah, that helps. This is true. <laughs> oh, um, related, not related. I'm going to take 10 seconds and, and tell you guys about this drink I'm drinking. Ooh, is the punch up? Do yeah. tell. What? No, it's not out yet. It should be out this week. I remember, just... OLCC doesn't technically allow alcohol advertising. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just telling you what I'm drinking. Oh, and okay. Letting you, and letting you know that it's going to be available via reverendnats.com very soon. <laughs> like the fucking mm, OLCC. Blood orange. Like, it's going to be like, that geek of the city has done it again. Starting around actually, your stupid just, rules. They're, they're actually just petty enough to do something like that, actually. <laughs> Are, but uh, I will give them this that uh, the OCC and Oregon legislator is has extended and I think is looking at making permanent drinks to go in the state yeah. of Oregon. That'd be nice. There's no putting that shit back in the bottle now. Nope. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you gave the people the taste and like the world didn't end because of it. So like every mm-hmm. argument they ever had just didn't happen. So it's like, well, all right. But they're going to try. They're they're gonna Oh yeah. That's true of everything. Like they're going to try to tell us it's like, oh, we can't go back to that. It's like you know we're we're not going back. Right. Or if you're going to fight us again about this, sure, but we're not going back to the way things were. No right. thanks. And no thanks. It's also that it's that whole argument that like once you give a populace a taste of what could be, and their lives are made demonstrably better about it, which there's arguments to be made that maybe alcohol the gold doesn't actually make your life better, but it does for a little while. Um, that it's hard to take that away. Once it, the argument's always like if we were to ever create the single payer healthcare mm-hmm. and it was and it was going for like three years and then some someone else wants to move in and wants to get rid of it like once people begin to realize how much nicer it is and you no longer worry about going bankrupt because you got sick like that's hard to convince people let's go back to the old ways right yep but this well, we're not talking about life or death you know health medical situations we're just talking about like i would love it to have some like drive-through alcohol purchasing you say that, you know... Without being Texas. Yeah. You, or Phoenix. Mm, mm. I, you, you say that alcohol doesn't help people at home. And, and I... Like, yes, it can be abused. But that's not the only help that doing that provides. That means you're also employing bartenders and servers who are creating right. drinks. And so you're creating... You, you're, you're helping people stay employed in a time where it's really hard. Yeah. yeah, Mostly because there are still people who think, no, no, we'll just pay them what they, we were paying them before. Right. Yeah. Well, before we get down this really negative can of worms, open, oh, (laughs) wow. Before we go down the road or open this can of worms, um, who is on the docket first for so first coming up we're going to chat with anton i know we haven't had asylum as like an official sponsor for a while because they definitely got hit hard but you know we still mention them now and then and it's still a great shop and yeah so 
hopefully in a few minutes, Anton will be joining us to chat about how, how he's doing down at the shop and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and then who else we got? And after that, we will be chatting with uh, Sarah Friesen, who is the regional manager for Burke Retail, which is the company that owns Guardian Games and Rainy Day Games. Woo. That's then... like official, official now, right? Hmm? For a while, they're like, don't say anything. Well, that's been official since last July. And so it's oh. been a year almost. Yeah. I'm thinking of something. All right, never mind. Never mind. Because time, because time. There are is, like a hundred other real. things that I've that we've talked about that yeah. do not get played on the air. Prank caller. Prank caller. <laughs> Who is this? Uh, Click. Click. Are you are you driving on a cellular phone? <laughs> um, and then our third and final guest will be Michael Ring of Shad- Bridge City Comics. Shandy Ring will be on. What's also good about doing this kind of episode is I don't have to cut a commercial break. <laughs> this whole they, this whole issue is just one long commercial. Yeah, they're not going to get it. They're not going to get their commercial break in this. You know, they'll you know they're on their own. Geek in the City issue six hundred the infomercial. <laughs> you made me do it. <laughs> oh, and here we go. Let's see. <sighs> I wish I had. We could do like a sound effect. Like, cause it all, cause we've got the waiting room set up. So it says like, Anton has joined the waiting room. There he is. Hello. It's, Hello. An, it's an Anton Cox of Asylum. <laughs> oh yeah. I guess it does still say Anton Cox, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know where knows my last name. I'm a little <laughs> early. I hope that's okay. No, no, that's fine. We can jump right in. It's good. Uh, man, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. No, this is awesome. This is exciting for me. Yeah. Uh, so how have you and Deb been? How's it going? Uh, personally or, or business-wise? Well, yes. that, that's up to you. You can decide either way. Um, business-wise, you know, we're, we're hanging in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, luckily, we kind of reaffirmed that, that we, were, we were born coming out of the last recession. And so the things that we intentionally carry were things that people would use and mm. just a little bit nicer. And so uh, people continue to need things that they can use. So that has helped us. Now people still stop. need places to put their butts on and to eat food from. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or <laughs> to put their, uh, their, you know, put their drink down on things like that. Oh, there's been a lot of that this past year. <laughs> yes. I think there has been. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, Asylum is one of our classier sponsors, and yet, Aaron, you found the least classy way to describe them. <laughs> what? What did, what did I miss? I said <laughs> the, 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 people put... always need to put their butts on. Oh, okay. No, oh, no, I take no offense with that. I'm very casual about stuff about like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you not remember? Do you not remember the time we called Asylum like the like the Box jock strap? strap? And yes. he's like, he literally stopped me in the store and was like, "That's the best commercial I've ever heard." Yes, yeah, the jock strap of vintage, uh, Portland vintage. <clears throat> yes, we now keep I'm trying to remember tight. why why you said that. Like it was like a, they, was some sort of like they a kept necessary. Things, thing? I think it was something about they keep things tight and needy. I think that's right. Neat and tidy. Neat and tidy. That's right. <laughs> We keep oh, things not, in place. Oh, Titanedia is a completely... <laughs> that's something. Whoa. That's enough. That's enough. Yep. This, this is exactly how every single live read for uh, PDX Asylum ever went on yeah. every issue. Yeah. 
and I loved it every time I listened to it. Fantastic. We we got we we got exactly what we were hoping for. <laughs> Something memorable. Good. <laughs> and as I've told Aaron in private emails, we do intend to eventually be back. Uh, you know, I think during the pandemic, you know, thankfully we have a very forgiving landlord, uh, and he's he's been working with us. Uh, and you know, sales are okay, but they are you know they're not. We we budget more carefully. How about that? That yeah, no that that is very smart. Sounds and about I, right. And I know a lot of other people out there, both businesses and personally, budget a lot more carefully right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, it's 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 nice to be able to say that that is that is the solution that you have a solution. We and do. Yeah. And it's been the pandemic has allowed us to be a lot more thoughtful too about or deliberate we've been able to think about things and like is the model that we're working that we use right now is this the model that is appropriate for us should we for we are a place a place a store in a city we're not like a chain where you can go to any mall and find asylum Mm -hmm. we are not a place that's like well yeah i guess they have a location but i always just go to their website we want you to come and experience things we want you to see and touch and evaluate and and make decisions based on on something tangible rather than that's a great picture and a great description and yeah they have measurements i think that might work but almost invariably things don't look as as what like what they do in pictures or they don't match up with the descriptions and we've talked to plenty of people who during the pandemic and even before the pandemic bought things online and then were disappointed and then ended up coming to us or some other other physical store right and we have you know toyed with the ideas like well do we do we make a website that allows us you know people to browse and they can click on it and we'll start shipping and we've decided no if we wanted to do that we would not be paying for a storefront we would just get uh, a bunch of really good web developers make it a, a really great website, pay a lot of money for advertising because online is a super saturated market. Uh, hope that we stand out and then, you know, work in a warehouse all day, you know, boxing and shipping. That's not why we got into this. We, we, we really want to work with people in person, help people get exactly what it is that they want. And, and plenty of times, you know, if they're, they're what they're describing, we don't have it. You know, we'll we'll be upfront with them about that, and I think people right. respect that. <clears throat> yeah, no, for sure. And it's just you I know, it is just major... all... oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I got that. Go do it. I, I was just going to say, I think that is still the major difference between any online sales experience and in-person sales experience. That you want to be able to walk in, and you can look at all the information in the world on the internet you can't make a gut decision unless you're in the room with the thing that you want to buy. Very true. Yep. And yeah. I think a lot of salespeople, and I don't, I don't even call consider myself a salesperson, but when people walk into a store, they're like, those are salespeople. And all they want to do is try to separate me from my money. And, and they look at them as kind of sleazy and slimy. And I, I think that's a terrible, yes, those people exist, but that that's a, that's not us. And that's, I don't think that's most, especially small stores, right? Mom and pops. Yeah. Those, those salespeople are driven by uh, quotas and metrics and 
not who are you and what do you want? Why do you want it? Okay, I've got the thing. I've got just the thing. How often do you hear them say, you know what? I don't have that thing. Other people do. You don't need that. And sometimes sometimes those metrics are coming Mm -hmm. from themselves. And sometimes those metrics are coming from corporate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So what are kind of the things you're like hoping for this coming year? Like, are you starting to see, you know, like the light at the end of the tunnel or like are things are, I hate to say like going to normal because I don't really want to go back to what was originally what was once normal for for, for many things. We don't need uh, it. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I, I mean, what's it? How does it look like the forecast? Like, what do you, if you could like look ahead a few months, do you see like people feeling better about coming in or? Well, we're already starting to see more foot traffic, but there are the people that I, in my own head, think of as loopers. Uh, as in the people who are excited that, you know, stores are open and that maybe they've been vaccinated and they're getting to see their friends. So they pop in, doesn't matter what the store is. They do a quick look while they're, while they're chatting with each other and then they're <laughs> out. So we're seeing, mm. we're seeing a, a, an uptick in that kind of foot traffic, which mm. I think bodes well for the future, which means more foot traffic in general. Right. Um, as far as like, we're, we're still only open Friday, Saturday, Sunday from noon to four. Uh, that was a decision we made at the beginning of the pandemic. Well, in June, when, when stores were allowed to open back up again. Um, and, and it made sense for us for two reasons. One was that's where the bulk of our sales happened anyway, during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and during it, it also limited our exposure, uh, potential exposure to the virus. Uh, but as we went on we were talking to like our accountant, uh, uh, our accountant said that she and many other professionals that she knows have reduced their availability. They have a much better balance of life and <laughs> that they have uh, really not seen much of a drop off in the number of people that they're uh, providing service for. Right. And so she was like, you know, if, if, if you're maintaining that certain amount of sales that is, is going to be okay for now until you get through, do it. And we've been testing the waters. Uh, there are some times when we, ha- we know that we're going to be getting packages from, you know, whatever delivery company. So we show up at the store and we'll be waiting for them. And if the weather's nice and it looks like foot tra- there's decent foot traffic outside, you know, during a Monday through Thursday, we'll go ahead and open the store for a few hours just to test the waters. Mm-hmm. Sure. And right now, it, it really is not worth being open on a Monday through Thursday. So, right. so looking even further into the future... I don't see us being open seven days a week again. Uh, I mean, we we were working 364 days every year for almost the last 10 years because uh, this November is 10 years for asylum. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, uh, which is very exciting for us. Um, but I don't see us being open seven days a week anytime outside of, 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 the, of December. Um and there's always, we're still working six to seven days a week, but our days are a little bit lighter because there's mm-hmm. always being, being open three days a week does not mean that you're only working three days a week for any sure. people who have their own business or are, are doing the, the, the hustle uh, out there. You know that you're always working and, it, and, and business is always on your mind. Uh, but, but it has allowed uh, a much greater balance for us. Like we've been able to read again. <clears throat> 
read books, which uh, is exciting for us. And, uh, you know, watch some TV shows and, and some movies. And that has been great. And we don't want to go back to just working all the time and making decisions quickly. We want to be able to be, make decisions more thoughtfully. Um, and, and it has really been good for us. And I, I don't know if you're allowed to say that the, the pandemic has been okay for you personally. I know that everybody's experience varies. And there, you know, some parts are good, some parts are not as good, but, you know. I think it's okay to say the pandemic in one way or another has made everyone reevaluate what their values were or what they were told their values were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Especially when you brought up like your accountant who is not working as hard, but hasn't seen a real drop in their, their finances. Um, you and Deb looking at the line being like, why would we want to go back to seven days a week? Like the numbers really never were there. So why are we breaking ourselves? That's exactly right. I mean, if the numbers weren't really there, then we were just being open because people expected us to be open, not that we were necessarily going to be in the black for that day. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. And and if you want to keep going the way of, well, you should be open seven days a week. Well, then you should probably be open until six o'clock for those people who are just getting off work or maybe seven o'clock for those people who you know, got stuck in traffic or maybe till nine o'clock so that their families can go home and have dinner. Then they want to go out and do something later. And then you may as well extend your hours from eight in the morning till nine at night of just being open. And yeah. Why? That was, that was what it was for me at my last real job. I, I didn't work seven days a week, but we were open seven days a week, really long hours. And it was always to accommodate a really small percentage of people. And it's just like, it, it's, it's killing your own work-life balance. And when you own your own business, it's, you're kind of never off the clock. Right. So I think that if you can, if right. you can see the value in reducing your hours without, you know, cutting into your, you know, margins, absolutely yeah. do that. I, I used to have this argument back when I worked, when I managed one of the, the TFAs. I was like, why are we open Sunday and Monday? we almost always lose money on both of those days and mm-hmm. you guys higher up, you get pissed when we have, when we don't make a profit on those days. Cause then it cuts into the whole week. I was like, why are we like the, sh- the numbers show that we don't make enough money to cover labor that day. So why don't we just make us closed on Sundays and Mondays? Every employee can have like an actual human two days in a row off. We come mm-hmm. back Tuesday. Cause that's when new books arrive. Unless things have changed, comic book shops made their money Wednesday through Friday. Like that's that's where the money comes in, and a little bit on Saturday. But like Sundays and Mondays, comic book shops are just dead. You're Tuesday just burning is, money. Tuesday is usually referred to as the the retail Sunday because in the comic book shop world, in, or, or in, in your a lot of retail spaces, like yeah. that's the day that you see the slowest amount of sales. It's true at Guardian as well. Yeah, which is also, I don't know if it's changed, but traditionally that's when a lot of new items, they came out on Tuesdays. So you were doing a lot of stock and prepping for mm-hmm. release days. Like comics show up at shops at Tuesdays. Yeah. When I was in Optical, Sundays was, it used to be one person staffing, but it was so busy all the time. They needed to have two people on staff. And even that was hellish. I'd done it for like, even though it was only a four hour day and more often than not, they would lose money on Sundays. That's not even mm-hmm. counting overhead. I'm talking just end of day receipts. And mm-hmm. I remember a time period where like Mondays and Tuesdays were the days that uh art galleries and um hairdressers all took off. If you worked in those mm-hmm. industries because those were the days that you 
like you worked through the weekend and you worked your ass off and then you that was your two-day weekend oh if you ever visit ashland never visit on mondays and tuesdays if you want to see everything because mm-hmm. most of that shit is closed you know through an astoria too yep anyway yeah we're a little uh we did have a couple questions from norm 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 from yeah. texas norm yeah. from texas. hi guys his first question was, have you ever sold a piece of furniture that kind of bums you out, even though you knew it was going to like a good home? You're like, man, I kind of miss having that around. It was cool. Um, I can think of a couple of desks that I wish we hadn't have sold, that I wish we had kept. And I can think of a few paintings. Um, but yeah, um, and, and we're starting now to live with certain things a little longer before we put them in the store. Uh, so we can at least enjoy them and evaluate whether or not we uh, really want to put it into the store. <laughs> nice. Uh, by the way, to Denise's point of uh, you're finding yourself being open just to accommodate a few customers. On those other days, we have always been open to meeting with, with people during the middle of the day uh, because not Friday, Saturday, Sunday doesn't work for everybody. And mm-hmm. people have figured that out and reached out to us. And it, we're totally fine with that. So, so we are but- open to making those accommodations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then your answer to the first question, part of your answer leads into the second question, which is Norm would like to know who made that awesome piece of art that's hanging behind you over your right shoulder there. Uh, yeah, that's Christopher Walken. Um, that is from David Mex Hernandez. Uh, he's in, I think, Naperville or the Chicago area. And he is a buddy of uh, Mike Schmidt, the 40-year-old bir- uh, year old boy, not the 40-year-old virgin, uh, the 40-year-old boy, if anybody listens to that podcast. Hmm. But he's a great cool. painter. He does uh, yeah, paintings and illustrations and, and people's uh, um, uh, uh, little avatars for their uh, you know, Facebook or whatever. Um, very talented. And, and Deb loves Christopher Walken. So I <laughs> ended up getting this. For- <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Cool. Trying to see if anybody else kind of popped up in there for a minute. Also, boy, am I glad we have the YouTube version because guess what I forgot to do? Hit record. Oh, this meeting is being recorded. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, everything we said before is fine, but I, I did it again. We were just so excited. I know. Uh, so really what's cool the... I yeah, no. Also, it is really cool to see all you guys. Yeah, I think I popped in a couple times during this past. You guys year did. Or so. yep, yeah, you and Jen did, and you uh, uh, also, you know, you you bought some stuff from us, so that was great. Yeah, I I drive by a lot. <laughs> Do you, you know, wave really, when you drive by? Um, you know, if sometimes I know I've seen you out on the sidewalk a couple times, but you're usually facing the other way. Actually, uh, you've always been facing the way. Otherwise, I would have. I don't really have time to pull over in those uh, circumstances. But I'm like, there's ants on. All right. On Hawthorne, it's a little hard to just pull over. It yeah. is. It is. It's, it's more of a walking neighborhood. How's yeah. Hawthorne doing in general? Like, how do you how do you see things happening? <laughs> weird. It is weird. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys have been around in the area lately but like starbucks left starbucks left they were right on the corner of 37th and hawthorne starbucks rarely leaves anywhere yeah so when they left that gave me really great pause 
sure. Powell's Home and Garden, they're they're gone for good. Um, uh, there are, you know, the Ben and Jerry's folded. I know they, they were trying to sell for quite a while. Um, and then uh, Dairy Hill moved in. I guess they have locations elsewhere in Portland. Yeah, I've um, been to that one. Yeah, I've been there. Okay. With the I Starbucks, that- I would guess, I mean, like, that's not, I don't feel like that's a good neighborhood for like, I'm going to grab something to go. It's more of a hangout Starbucks. And that's not something they've really been able to do for a long time. Maybe. But hmm, yeah, they closed on January 1st. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe they weren't able to keep, get, uh, keep <clears throat> have I know. enough re- revenue of any kind. Right. I also know that, that Portland Cider closed for. They said they're just they're going to close until they feel safer. Like they haven't ended it, the tap mm. room there. Mm. Okay, uh, they're like we just don't feel safe having our employees that close to patrons all the time. It doesn't feel right. Right. So we are hoping to get our employee John back sometime. Oh, maybe yay! Next month or so, we're hoping that that you know, and we're going to ease him back into things because I know that when we first opened up with masks, wearing a mask while working with the public, while at least in the very beginning, making sure, hey, keep your mask on. Hey, use the hand sanitizer when you come in, all that stuff. That was exhausting. Uh, now, because of the science, we don't, you know, we're, we're, we don't care so much about the hand sanitizer. Yes, please wear the mask when you come in the store. We still are. Um, and, you know, we'll see about that in the future. But, yeah. I, you know, at, at the neighborhood, it feels weird. I do think that more is coming back. I do feel hopeful for the future. Um, I, I I don't think this is, you know I, know, I know that not all the businesses have been able to make it. I know that some individuals have had to move away because either they lost their job uh, or, or couldn't earn enough and therefore had to move mm. to chase their living situation. And so people that we're used to seeing all the time in the neighborhood, even whether we knew their neighbor or not, you know, maybe they're not around anymore. Uh, there's going to be change. There has been change. It won't go back to the way it was. Uh, right. But we're hopeful. We're hopeful. Yeah. And, and I hope so. one of the lessons that, that some of them take away, especially like the building owners, is that they just can't charge these massive prices anymore. Like the money's just not there. And I'd, I'd rather make less on a full building <clears throat> than just be paying bills on an empty one, I guess. I, you know, I, I hope I, that all, I mean, our landlord has been cool, but I, I really hope that A, that he never sells the building uh, and B, continues <laughs> to be as cool um, because I look at some of the occasionally we get emails from places that are like, hey, this place is vacant and it's going to cost you this much. And I'm like, really? How how are, how is anybody actually going to make any money at that place unless you're like a national chain and, and, right. and have deep pockets? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people joke. It's working, it's working really well for Southwest Waterfront. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> that place is jumping. <laughs> I don't catch the reference there. Oh, that's right, because you never got to go anywhere. That entire Southwest Waterfront like area of Portland with the really gorgeous condos and all that fancy uh, retail front. Oh, down there. Yes. Yeah, that's still only like a 50% occupancy. <laughs> Yep. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those buildings are like half empty. The only businesses down there are, well, a Starbucks. And then <laughs> just a metric F-ton of like chiropractors and docky daycares. 
Mm-hmm. So rich um, people have I, tiny dogs and they have back pain. <laughs> and Old Spaghetti Factory is still down there? Uh, yes. I think so. Okay. It's still down there. Yeah. I've been They're down going to, that, to that neighborhood. It's it's not empty, but it <clears throat> it feels like it should be a lot more vibrant than it is. Even now. It's boring. It's not the easiest to get to. I mean, you no. got the streetcar, uh, and there's uh, like two ways in, one from the north, one from the south, and that's about it. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About right. Yeah. I used to go right. down there on my bike when I would ride bikes. <laughs> it was one of the places I would go. It seems like they try to have a lot of amenities right there in the neighborhood, but it, it just, that makes it feel like it's that much more sequestered from any other part of town. Yeah. Like you don't you don't have to leave. Look, there's like three food options and a dry cleaners. Right. <laughs> Which was probably Thanks intentional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are their own bubble. Yes. That they are. But yeah, spaghetti factor has never gone anywhere. I bet the, I mean the overhead on pasta is non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the building. Right. Yep. <laughs> I think the the Hawthorne neighborhood was one of the last neighborhoods we were in before everything went sideways mm. last year. Oh, just like hanging out stuff or? Yeah, because uh, we had gone out for uh, Merrick's leap year birthday. Oh, oh right. And there was a Frankenstein comic book swap. Oh, that's right. Up the road, which is funny too, because that that's also the same neighborhood that we saw our last live show at. Like we saw Poppy and Vows at uh, the Hawthorne Theater. Ooh, Vows. like at the end of end of January. It's like, yeah, this will be fun, and then nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then March <laughs> right? Yep. Well, Anton, I'm really glad to hear that. Like, it's you're it. You know, you guys, you guys are doing as well as you know, well, better than some folks, but that you guys are, you're doing well. It's good to know. You're hanging in there. Uh, sales are decidedly adequate. <laughs> Sometimes. That is, that's... that is all we can hope for right now. How are you? Decidedly <laughs> adequate. Yes. And, and one and day I'm going yes, to get that clock. What's that? One day I'm going to get that clock that the, the, the big digital one that flips and it does like. It's 405 <laughs> in English. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Spells it out. Yes. Like it speaks. It doesn't speak. It just spells it out in in English. Like yeah. So you are. Yeah. yeah. In (laughs) fact, yeah. It it'll have I T is apostrophe S, F O U R, uh, O H, F I V E. Like like that. It's all all words. Yeah. It's a really long like that old stool digital where they would flip like. Like the old train stations. Yeah, but it does it all in. It's all written, not not numbers. Every time I see it, I'm like, get that watch. I'm going to get it someday. I'm going to get that clock someday. <laughs> I know Cable had commented on one of our posts with that, that, that clock. I think you dug it. I did. Yeah, it's very cool. cool. <laughs> well, it feels like we're wrapping up. Yeah, we should let you so. know. We got, got more folks popping in, but it's so good to see you. Uh, remember, Asylum's right across from the Baghdad Theater. <laughs> That's right. Dev says hello. You know, does not want to be on video. And, no, that's uh, fine. Not everybody does. I understand. And Aaron, Bean Rita, Cable, thank you guys so much. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. 
Yeah. Thanks, Anton. Well, and I'll, I'll be listening to the podcast because I want to hear, hear everybody else too. Awesome. Cool. All right. Bye, my friend. Bye. See you again soon. <laughs> Yay. That's cool. He seems to be doing well. Yeah. I am. I'm actually like really happy for them. Like I said, like when when you own your own business, you're just constantly working. And the only way to get time off is to hire somebody else to work for you, which, you know, right. comes with a whole nother bag of work in a way. So it's it's really, really nice to see that they have found, Sorry. you know, in theory, more time for themselves mm-hmm. in all of this. Well, like Aaron was saying, that's that seems to be the big takeaway as you start evaluating what you actually value. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, yeah, I just don't see anyone going back to like that. Our work-life balance has never been correct in this country. I don't want to like, go back to working 40 ever. hours a week. Especially as there's more and more studies that show that we're less efficient. Yep. Like we get more done when the work week is like 25 hours long. Like they've broke down like on an eight hour day, the amount of work that gets done is usually about four and a half. Uh, I have straight up told my boss, it's like one of the reasons why I want to see universal basic income be a thing in my lifetime, which I don't pragmatically believe that it will. Mm. But um, it's like, I know that if I worked a 25 hour work week for any company, five hours a day, five days a week, you're going to get concentrated five hours of work out of me. And then I'm going to go home and the rest of my bills are paid by universal basic income. And then I will be a lot more creative. I'll be a lot more efficient at work all of these things. Yeah. Um, And I know the argument is made. It's like, well, you've had all this time during the pandemic where you could have done this. And this is like, no, because we're also all exhausted from going through trauma. Yeah, yeah. That was that was my biggest hurdle with myself over the past year is feeling like I should have done more. Yeah, except surviving. Surviving is more. That's what we've all been doing. Like, and you know what? Animal Crossing is also an accomplishment. So, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I'm not going to knock it. I'm really not. Um, uh, Merrick recently got a, a a ring fit for the... What are those? Oh, yeah? How does she like it? She likes it quite a bit. Uh, I, I like it as well. I have not uh, exercised as much as she has, but uh, I'm, I'm getting there. So, so hopefully I can be back in shape to try and go to a gym <clears throat> and climb yeah. walls again because... I want to go to that with you. We talked about it in the before times and mm-hmm. we never got around to it, but I, I think you would both very much enjoy it because it I is do want to a try non-traditional it. workout. Yeah, yeah, keep working on these guns. Those Ooh. are some good guns. Jen used to do the rock the wall climbing for a while when she basically mainly when she was on campus back in her, her Nike days. Mm-hmm. Did they have the the harnessed rock climbing? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's like what different I, different skill levels and whatnot. But yeah, that is why what I appreciate about the um, the circuit is it is not a rope climbing gym. It is just bouldering. Hmm. 
So you don't you you don't use any gear. It's a pair of shoes and a bag of chalk. Oh, okay, that's cool. And Sounds you just wonderfully intimidating. Oh, it's great. And and the floor is like two and a half feet of padding. Yeah, so when you fall, it's like woo! It's like poof. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds they, like fun too. They have very detailed instructions like if you feel yourself falling, this is how you fall. Right. Well, it looks like we're about to welcome our next guest, Sarah. Sweet. All right. All right. It's weird having a waiting room. I've never had to use it for the show. I use it for other things, but not the show. <laughs> Hello. Oh, she's connecting to audio. It's connecting. Mm-hmm. Working. I always default to that Ta-da. voice. Processing. Can you hear us now? I can hear you now. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are y'all doing? Great. Excellent. Awesome. Me too. Okay, um, would you like to do introductions? Sure. This is Sarah Friesen, uh, the regional manager of Guardian Games. Uh, she's actually the regional manager for Burke Retail which is the parent company of Guardian Games and Rainy Day Games. Yeah. um, Great introduction. Thank mm -hmm. you. (laughs) I I was commenting today that this was going to be the first time that we've seen each other face to face (laughs) for any length of time because we've met each other with masks on. Yep, and we've, we've known each other almost a whole year already and uh, only with masks. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. It has almost been a year for you, hasn't it? Yep, just about. Almost my one-year anniversary. Yay. Congrats. Yeah, that's awesome. Range first year at a job. Definitely, yes. It's been a very bizarre year, for sure. Yeah. So, the, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I, I'm just going to just jump right in. Like, how's, yeah. how's, like, how's the gaming world been? As you sit from a Catan glass, very cool. I know, I know. I got to bring some some of my game cred with me. Um, uh, the gaming world is uh, is getting is ready to be back at it again. Uh, I mean, the energy we've we've only run two events uh, as as restrictions have lightened up, and just the energy of having two events across the last uh, two three weeks has been really inspiring and just a really motivating wanting to get get back out there and hang out with our community and play games with each other, get off our phones. I mean, this is a great use of screens. Obviously, here we are. Uh, right. But uh, definitely looking forward to, to some real connection in person and, and play and, you know, get get to loosen up again. It's been such an uptight year for many, many reasons, and it'll just be so nice to be able to, to loosen up and play play some games again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm going to be so emotional the first time I get to play D&D in person again. Yeah. I already know it. I'm just not going to get any play done. I'm like, guys, we're all at the table together. Yeah, you're just going to cry the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And Bean will laugh at me for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you'll probably get me going too. Yeah. You have feelings. <laughs> yeah. What were some of the things that I like? Oh, go ahead. Somebody. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things? What were you saying? It just went right out of my head, though. So someone has. <laughs> okay, oh, no. I was going to say, um, what are maybe this was your question? Uh, what are what are some of the things that you're doing in in terms of like getting ready for this big rollover into like real world interactions again? Do you guys have like events or special special game releases planned? 
Yeah, we have our first uh, we have our first release coming up. Uh, we are on pre-release weekend coming up this weekend with uh, Modern Horizons two, uh, and then uh, that'll be our first release the following weekend. You know, official release weekend. So we're starting to ramp up uh, first in order to just like get the store and the team ready for for inviting our community back into the store. We worked on uh, we ran one event, li very limited capacity, uh, lots of social distancing. You know, all the protocols in place. That's uh, really safe. And uh, from there, we wanted to make sure that we were that it was a success before we started doing as many events as we used to. So we're slowly bringing more and more on board, starting with magic, really excited uh, to get some more things going on. Uh, we are getting a little creative in the way that we're going to start launching some some events. We're going to be working with other uh, other venues in the community to put uh, bring Guardian Games out into the community as much as we can bring the community into Guardian Games. Um, so, so stay tuned for those announcements. I don't want to spoil any any uh, any of our partners' uh, marketing <laughs> campaigns either. Um, but stay tuned. We're hoping to get some some role playing games and even some board games going uh, going out into the city very soon. Uh, as you know, to really just infuse the community aspect, uh, give back to the, the to maybe the restaurants and the bars that have been really suffering this last year as well. Uh, the retail, especially in gaming, we haven't suffered quite as much just because it's something that you can take home to get off your screen, uh, right. but can't really do that with a bartender, a restaurant, ki kitchen chef, you know, all that stuff. So we really want to make sure that we, uh, we step out into the community too, not just wait for the community to come back to us. Um, but I would expect, uh, especially as uh, Multnomah County and state of Oregon reduces mask mandates that will be able to do much closer to full events by the end of the summer, uh, you know, if not mid-summer. So hopefully we'll be getting back to some some of the before times that we we really loved. So Yeah, and not that we can go into too much, but this show's talked about before, that we, we have plans we want to try to do with Guardian also that are, yes, are going to be exciting be. and fun. So Yeah, so let's build some content together. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I officially don't have any idea of any of the events that Sarah's talking about. I do know what she's talking about, but I officially don't. <laughs> right. It's unofficial, yes, yes. And and we and we never we never pressure cable to say anything on the show. I, yep, I never do. <laughs> well once we have it official it'd be actually great if you guys want to help uh, spread the word. So we'll Oh yeah no that's this. fine. Yeah. yeah that'd be, we'll that'd do be lots excellent. Of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think I think we can make that happen. Mm -hmm. There's probably there's probably some sort of agreement around that. <laughs> uh yeah no there literally is <laughs> uh, i've said this to sarah at work but uh i do appreciate the thought that she's put into the rollout to getting us back into doing events well since that was one of the things that was one of my personal major concerns about dealing with the public at all it's like this is we have to do this smart and we have to do it safely and she's spearheaded doing all of that so i appreciate it yeah, I like to, especially with uh, the management in the store and with cable support too, I really, I like to do things as quickly as we can. Uh, cable's definitely seen, uh, you know, my my enthusiasm or maybe my intensity or pressure towards some some deadlines that I like to create. Uh, but especially with something like this, uh, we want to do it right. We want to do it safely. We also want it to not only be safe, but also to feel safe and fun. So it's almost like bursting our little protective bubbles that we've had for a year. We we get to know, especially as if we're vaccinated or wherever we are on that spectrum, uh, we can choose to to loosen up those guidelines for ourselves. And it's 
you know, I still sometimes have find myself like needing to pinch myself that real life is returning. You know, it's been it's been a long a long year, almost year and a half. You know, so looking forward to getting some real community going, getting to meet more people, uh, get them in our space, share our space. You know, thanks. It's really cool. Were there any like uh, were there any games or or types of games that you that kind of surprised you if you saw during the pandemic they were becoming more popular? Uh, well, one that wasn't so shocking, but was right at the beginning was the game Pandemic. Um, personally, personally, it didn't make me want to play it because I was like, I'm kind of done hearing this word. Uh, but later, much later into the pandemic, I did play it and I was like, okay, uh, I don't see why Fauci's having such a problem. I cured this pandemic, you know, so what's the big deal, you know? Uh, but uh, I understand I'm not the scientist in reality. Playing the board game Pandemic is not about how you really conquer a, a world pandemic. But um, that one was one that really, like, we couldn't keep it on the shelves at first, which was just, I mean, some people enjoy that, you know, uh, bring <laughs> the reality to, to their gameplay, you know. We pandemic have a lot should... of customers with gallows humor. Yes. yes exactly. Pandemic should do an, ex- an expansion because they have, like, the one that's got, like, the bioterrorist expansion. They should have an expansion. One of the players is literally the plague denier and makes it hard to roll out anything when you're. If they just go around screwing everything up. I'm sure that's coming. Yeah, put a competitive aspect. Put a competitive aspect in the cooperative game. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about how uh, I love Pandemic, but I'm also a really big fan of um, a game called Plague Inc. And in that game, you are not the person trying to prevent the pandemic. You are the pandemic. Uh, and that gave me a much more realistic expectation for how things did, in fact, turn out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not dissimilar that's to game. pandemic contagion, where you are one of the diseases and you are competing with other diseases to try and wipe everything out. Okay, that's that's. I also sold a lot of that at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> I want to be like that. Feels like the next step in the in in the in the process, but I don't want that to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, we've got a we've got a question from one of our listeners, uh, Kate Kane from Australia. Uh, she is asking about uh, what your recommendations are for small group games, two to three people. Uh, well, for two players, my favorite is Patchwork. I'm also like a, an actual quilter, so I love that it's a, a crafty-based game and you get to make something that's pretty while also being strategic. Um, other small group games, uh, I, I find myself also doing a lot of single players, so uh, I, I got pretty deep into Discover Lands Unknown, which is a pretty cool one. Uh, it's oh, one yeah. to, I think it's one to five players, but... Um, it's a little bit meatier, at least like an, an hour long play. Um, so plan accordingly. I have played it with a couple of groups and out of the three groups I played it with one group tapped out before completing, like they just didn't have the attention span for it. So it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit more, uh, uh, yeah, just a more content in there, uh, that you have to Yes, it's crunchy. Yeah. So if you're Mm -hmm. looking, you know, if you've got a group that you're really looking for a challenge or looking for something that, you know, you have to kind of uh, scratch your head to to solve it that one's a good one it's also each time you play it's a little bit different game and each box that you buy is a different game included so uh, like different uh, uh, challenges and characters involved so that's a cool cool way to mix it up I actually uh, ended up gifting it to someone just to uh, out of uh, self-interest to be able to play different terrains that were included so 
Um, so that's a that's a fun nuance of that game. Um, but let's see. Let me actually look at my game shelf here. Uh, my other favorite one, uh, honestly, I have I have Pandemic here, but then there's this other one that's a, a Kickstarter one, and it's called Canvas. Um, and that one's really fun, and it's a, a two to three, I think two to four players. Um, but that one's really unique, and you end up creating uh, art pieces with different different cards in them. So you can be you can either choose to to be to work with the strategy of the game for maximum points, or you can also choose to go for the aesthetic and try to make it as pretty as possible. Uh, my, you might be able to tell from the way I'm talking, but I, I'm, I love the things that are pretty. I went to art school. I love all that stuff. So you give me a game with a good cover or some, some, some fun flair, I'm going to be into it. Uh, I always joke with Cable that my next, uh, my next frontier is I want to get into some minis. But uh, I don't know if our mini team is is ready for me because I'm gonna make them all into like little disco disco war team. Uh, they're all gonna be sparkly and, and hot neon colors. So uh, you know, I like to see things from a different angle. I mean, awesome. I will pay for that. Start collecting bucks. I will <laughs> yeah. pay for that one. I mean, yeah. between your outfit and your your home decor, you've got like some good aesthetic and like cohesive vibes going. So oh, I you. don't think they're allowed to be mad at your disco warhammer. <laughs> good. That's how that's how I feel too. Is like uh, you know, try to try to get me in trouble for it. I don't know. Get a, get a set of like Blood Bowl and play the entire team. Yes. Like yeah, the sparkle wanna... pinks and the sparkle blues. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking is uh, is exactly that. Yes. The most glorious <laughs> characters, but then they're just going to be bleeding like yellow and, and gold sparkles. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's my big uh, <laughs> uh, We got some more questions from our listener from Norm in Texas. Uh, you might have kind of answered this already, but he, hmm. he asked, what board or RPG games that are coming out soon that you're looking forward to playing with friends? Mm, me I am such a homebody I actually have never ventured into role-playing games I I once was in a play in middle school and then that taught me that I can only be myself (laughs) so uh you know uh so much so that they split the character that I was cast as between me and my sister so they could cut the lines in half so that we they only had to watch half of us half of the time Sarah is a twin yeah so it was also whenever you get the opportunity I'm sure as a director to play the the Olsen twin trick with with you know walking playing those two people (laughs) playing the same character walking into the same room and being like what so but either either way I was uh I was only cast because I was a twin not because I had any acting skills so role-playing games uh I would probably enjoy more to to read them for content and for imagination but probably not going to be anyone's uh anyone's cast of characters personally i would beg to differ with you or i would like to encourage you to believe otherwise because i cannot act to save my life uh i've been in films they were not great no the film is fine (laughs) i was not good in the film but um you're friends with the people who made the movies I know, I know. And that's why, that's why I rephrase it. The movie was fine. It was good. It, but I was not good in that movie. But my point is, I, I, I cannot act. I'm not that like particularly creative in that way. But I still do pretty well. In fact, I okay. frequently find myself in these weird leadership positions in the games that I'm in with these two mm-hmm. characters. And I don't understand how that works. But, but you can do it. It's, 
Okay. And you might have to start off small, but it's a lot, a lot of fun. And I, sh- I want you to not be discouraged from, from tabletop games or role playing. Oh, I, games, I, I appreciate that. I always, I like a good challenge. Maybe I can turn the tables and ask, ask you a question. What's the RPG that I should start with? Oh. Mm. Ooh. Mm. I know. Oh no. <laughs> I know you just met me. It's a big question. I know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> This is what it's like working with her, too. Is... Yeah, yeah. I just have to turn the question around. Little yeah, do you I know, that's how I do yep. Diabolical. It's <laughs> probably a good place to start. It's more streamlined than some of the other uh, games in terms of mechanics and how many different rules there are. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, my rule, don't start with spellcasters. That's fucking hard and complicated. And you're gonna get it, you're gonna do it wrong a lot. And I don't like to be wrong. So that's maybe true. maybe you and I should play together. I feel like we have a lot in common. <laughs> Fantastic. Agreed. I don't like to be wrong either. Oh yeah, we got cable agrees, so it must I be agree. true. I'm trying to think of really story driven games that maybe don't have as much mechanics, but that also requires a bit more getting into the character. So that might mm-hmm. be a tricky thing for you to ease into. Mm-hmm. What because I'm the thinking game... of, I think I'm thinking of games like uh, what is it? Um, Thirsty Sword Lesbians is that one. We, very we, were, we we just got that one. We sold out of it before we hit Pride Month, unfortunately. But it, it's we were really gonna put good. It, we were going to put it next to our RPG uh, Hot Guys Making Out. So you know, and have <laughs> both both categories represented. But we sold out of the the, the Thirsty um, Lesbians. The other one would be Blades in the Dark, but that's also a very in character intensive, but. Uh, it allows for a lot of flexibility. It's like if you fail a role that might, whatever, knock you out or kill you, you can basically say, well, you know, I don't think that should happen because here's why. And you can lessen your damage. And it's really interesting. Yeah, I'm very persuasive. That sounds like a good one. Sorry, we, we, need, we need to go back to the hot guys making out part. <laughs> Tell me everything. There's, a, there's an RPG called Two Hot Guys Making Out. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, and it has that's like it. That's... Two, two shirtless boys on the cover making out. Yep. It's very yaoi. How did I not know this? <laughs> well, now you do. Um, I was actually going to say that, uh, Sarah, my recommendation was if we can find you a good GM for it, uh, getting into a game of Fiasco. Mm, yeah. It's simple dice rolling. Um, it's all D6s. And it is farcical humor disguised as a role-playing game. Oh, that, yeah. that would be funny. Yeah. yeah. That would be good. Well, great. Well, I'll do, I'll be, tomorrow at work, I'll be shopping the section just to wait. Nice. I had someone pitch Fiasco to me as living in a Coen Brothers movie, where Ooh. things just yeah, keep getting right. more and more worse and funnier and funnier as you yeah. go along. That's, that's a good sell. Yeah, and that's they, a, that's a really good sell because it's a dark but funny and you don't really know how dark or how funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. We all laugh about how great Fargo is and then kind of forget, like, oh, that's right, the wood chipper scene. Except we're <laughs> oh, laughing during yeah. the wood chipper scene. Exactly, yes. <laughs> exactly that. That's a perfect uh, visual for it, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, now you have some work cut out. And we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 I, we'll, I we'll help some, ease you into it. Yeah, I needed some homework, so this is good. This is fun. This is a fun, fun homework that, I, that I'm looking forward to. So. <laughs> Excellent. Ooh, that's awesome. Well, let's see. You can't really talk about things that are coming up because you can't really. There's nothing official yet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, about... maybe we should maybe we should schedule a future date too and and talk again in a you know a little later in the summer even or or maybe early in the earlier in the the fall too. We'll have some 
some cool things to talk about for sure. Oh yeah, can't wait. Oh definitely. Because um, we have to do Halloween. We have to redo Halloween so big this year. Like it. Oh, yeah. I'm just submitting now Halloween week. It's not one day. Like October 31st goes for five days straight. <laughs> I used to celebrate it that way, and I just referred to it as Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. That's the best portmanteau ever. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got really excited. You've there. met me. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys already know what you're going to dress up as for Halloween? Or Halloween, I guess I should say. Mm. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Seven days. Does that mean seven costumes? Of course it does. Heck, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a One day usually already. means seven costumes. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, no. I got to go as like some weird, creepy wizard eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, put bobbles all over me. I might do Sala again from Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, if I feel comfortable being relatively shirtless the whole night, I truly feel like I should do Prince Boltan at least once in my life from Flash Gordon. Yes, yes, you should. Yes, wings yeah. and everything. Yeah, I usually yeah, cycle wing. through at least four of my Star Trek costumes and. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I can always go as I haven't generic. made a new costume in a while. I feel like I should make something new. Yeah, I was thinking about being Jadzia Dax this this year, just because I love the spots. They're so cute, and mm-hmm. I also I've never had I haven't had hair this long in so long, so I'm like, oh, I can do a, an updo with some spots. Uh, last year I was Bilbo Baggins, so you know, <laughs> he I, was a very good Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, I'm, we're gonna you know, need to see. Or pictures I guess I was actually I was actually Frodo. Frodo yeah. Actually, sorry, I forgot yeah. I had the ring um and everything but did you have hairy feet yeah i actually uh, i had to work i you know i had to work but i uh, i have some faux fur and so i put it on a pair of shoes that i was wearing it worked really well the shoes were kind of skin colored so it looked like i was wearing i just had furry shoes which but yeah it was i had my furry feet on for sure and i had a a tiny and i had a little uh i had a little um uh I didn't have the sword, uh, but I had the the sheath on my on my waistband. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't nice. have yeah, I didn't have the blade because you know you got to be safe at work. But but it tells you when goblins are nearby. No, mine it's malfunctioning. It just never turns blue. Like I don't know what's the problem. <laughs> Which is weird because it's a building full of goblins. You're literally surrounded by orcs and goblins. Know, I was gonna make that joke, but I was like, no, I shouldn't make fun of. <laughs> the of Guardian Games while we have the Guardian Games sponsored person on air and then I don't, it no, I don't we literally it. have a goblin in the store yeah I don't think yeah, he meant patrons there's a literal <laughs> goblin when you walk yeah and he was haunting the, joke, the walls across today yeah. yeah I felt like saying it would be like making fun of either employees or customers so I, I didn't say it I just well you know I have the haircut of the goblin so it's fine <laughs> I feel bad. I kind of want to steal that one kid's gelatinous cube cosplay they went as. That was oh, wonderful. Oh, that was so good. This little girl was dressed up as like an explorer, and she's trapped inside the gelatinous cube. And oh, they had hung what? other they had hung other bits of metal inside, and she'd walk around like, oh, "That's so cool." She was the that's cutest really creative. Yeah. yeah, that's a- <laughs> and definitely some engineering went into that. So, oh yeah, and just no. impressive on all levels. Yeah. Costume was amazing. Well, now I got to yeah. think about stuff. It'd be good. Yeah, you got a couple months to figure it out. So this is the time. Start. You can start your vision board. That's true. I should start doing that. Absolutely. Pinterest, here I come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Sarah, in our last couple minutes, is there is there anything that you would like to impart upon our listeners, even if it's maybe like 
not stepping on the toes of any of your partners, but just exciting stuff to expect from Guardian as uh, as the world turns over? Well, let's see. Uh, definitely exciting things. Uh, we've been working on making ourselves as available as we can to all communities in the last, you know, in the last year and six months. Some things moving uh, quickly, some things, you know, we launched a website just in May last week, uh, excuse me, last month. And uh, so that's been an exciting thing to get going for Guardian Games, trying to bring Guardian to a, a larger community, not just necessarily Portland locals. Uh, mm-hmm. Not quite shipping to Australia for that question we had earlier, uh, <laughs> but you know we'll we'll be working on our ish- international shipping options soon. Uh, but- Gotta get those Austra- national ones locked down first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Australia is very expensive to ship to. I've done it. Yeah, yeah. You can probably mm-hmm. find something cheaper uh, locally, but if you can't, we would love to to have your business. Uh, <laughs> but uh, mainly, the real thing that we're working on in the short term is getting these events going, making sure we're here not only for the community but also uh, becoming a part of the community again. Uh, we, like I said before, we want to go venture out into the community a little bit more. Uh, expand beyond just our location in the industrial district and and our second location in in Aloha. Um, But we want to just be there for the community. This has been the heart and soul that's been missing over the last year. Uh, It has, you know, while it's only been my first year with Guardian Games to to know how it feels walking into it during a pandemic. I mean, it was honestly, it was a really tough place to start. It was a tough place where the team was at when when I met Cable, when I met everybody. So it's just super exciting to see uh, everyone's spirits lift uh not only you know just daylight savings and having the the sun mm-hmm. out longer has been a big help but also as the pand- pandemic goes away we just want to get back to doing things the way we used to uh be friends with people i don't know have some friendly fights with people too you know whatever whatever <laughs> it looks like we're here for all the all the characters uh we want to make sure that 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 continues and it's been something that's been greatly missed for for all of us in in the store or outside of it we just can't wait to get to to hosting events again this has been a huge aspect of our business that uh you know not even the business business but of the space that has just been been missing so i'm really excited to see the soul kind of get reinfused in, in the store and and that happens with every team member but also with every person who walks in the door so it's just been so exciting and 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 just great to see everything starting to lighten up and yeah good riddance with this pandemic next page let's go (laughs) that sounds good yeah exactly well sarah thanks so much for popping on it was great to actually speak to you now without a mask on also so (laughs) yeah you too you too great to meet you almost in real life uh yeah sure we'll get a chance to do that uh again sometime (laughs) soon enough um but yeah let's definitely collaborate on on some content going forward and and maybe uh, you know, off on off the the recorded record, uh, we could also maybe discuss some of the the things that we're working on and see how maybe we can collaborate on on you know making them even greater. Yeah, that sounds great. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Really great to talk with you all too. Have an awesome night. Yeah, you Thanks, too. Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. You too. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Bye. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Just realized I, I I guess I was the only one who hadn't actually met her in any capacity before right now. Oh right, yeah, yeah. She's nice though. I liked her. I look forward to getting to know her better. 
Also, I just want to point out that multiple people in the chat really wanted to get back to the two hot guys making out conversation, the topic of conversation. I'm well aware. Uh, And I I, I held it in. I was like, no, no, I'm not going to derail our guest talk. I I will take photos. I repeatedly coming back to you. You know what's funny is I literally, when I was picking up the Usagi RPG today, Mm -hmm. I came this close to buying a copy of that for Bean. Of the two hot, just at, almost as a goof. It would have been fun. You guys have a birthday coming up, everybody. Just FYI, Dude, it, it, we mm-hmm. are avi- we are officially in my birth week, you guys. Yeah, so, that is true. So you're welcome for not making it all about me all of the time. This on this very special episode. Awesome. Also, I like uh, I like Ida's idea of we weren't thinking big enough, and it's October Ween, mm-hmm. just the whole month. That's true. That's true. October I mean, Ween. if anyone knows how, if anyone knows how to do Halloween for a month, it's Ida. That's true. That's why she's my role model. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm seeing the chat now. Yeah, you you got him going. Yep. <laughs> um. Okay, I'll have to figure out how to send you photos of the, all of the entire pandemic legacy family. They're big boxes. They, they, yeah, would they be are big. Very expensive to send to Australia. Not impossible, but we'll figure. We'll we'll talk. Um, yeah, I, I sent like a book uh, from a backer. Uh, I sent a comic mm. uh, from Dark Anna of a backer in. Uh, not Australia, New Zealand, equally far for shipping. And I think it cost me $20 to send a comic book to, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. To, o- to Auckland. A floppy, yeah. Yeah. Something that's a $5 shipping fee. Yeah. The, the trick they teach you if you're running a Kickstarter is called the Starbucks. It's called the Starbucks rule. Mm-hmm. Go to anywhere pretty much in the world where you're like any country you're shipping to and just google a starbucks location in like the city where they live and find out how much it would ship cost to send there and that gives you the idea oh yeah there we go a shandy ring is showing up no this is no this is the time for the rockford files music oh that's right that's his introduction and now he's like what the hell are they doing nothing has nothing he might not even like that show but i'm trying to oh he adores the rockford files are you kidding me oh no i meant the i meant cowboy bebop oh how do you feel about cowboy bebop i love cowboy bebop can you guys hear me yeah you're a little quiet Okay, I'll try to speak up a little more. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you going? How's it doing? So nice to see all your smiling faces. I mean, you know, I I see them online, and I'm obviously seeing you guys online. I've seen Cable in person. Right. And Aaron occasionally. And Denise. A couple times. I've seen you a couple times, but, Mm -hmm. you know. But only, only this much of me. That's true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. You guys haven't been able to see like all the new gray in my beard. <laughs> I know, man. It's working out pretty well there. You're kind of getting like that, that older Hal Jordan look going on. I like how you think. Thank you. 
You're welcome. You you know exactly how to appeal to his vanity, don't you? Yes. Hundred percent. It was like that one time I was feeling kind of bad about parts of my beard going gray, and Merrick said, "No, you kind of make that you know Doctor Strange vibe work." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. That okay. Never mind. I don't feel bad anymore about it." (laughs) So, how have you been, Shandy Ring? Oh, you know, probably about the same as everybody else. Uh, Good. Just adapting and surviving and uh trying to figure out new ways to do everything right well i remember i feel like a lot of people don't realize this but i feel like the comic industry took a pretty heavier hit for due to the pandemic than most people realize we got to back us we got to back up a second for some of our more international listeners uh ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between and beyond that uh those categories uh please meet michael ring aka shandy ring proprietor of bridge city comics oh yeah that too thank you yep um all right please should, we ex- should we explain where shandy ring came from or do you think everybody no. basically has been around you only have 25 minutes that. dude <laughs> okay never plus i barely remember where it came from so so it, it's not a very detailed story well that's oh. true that's true i brought some shandies to the studio when we did this in person and oh, then that's right yeah and then we started riffing on you know shandy ring oh shandy fridays, ring now yeah the fridays that's on right. nbc you know that kind of thing i'd watch that show still oh i totally would too um so how how is the comic world doing i know from my end how it's doing <laughs> it's, it's doing slow it's uh you know, um, it's been very interesting. There's been uh, a lot of challenges. It you is know, weird and, as fuck. But but not necessarily tied to the pandemic and having to shut our doors. Like, DC left Diamond and right. went to two online retailers who then became distributors and then one of them fell out and now there's one left but now marvel is leaving marvel's not leaving diamond but they're also being distributed by random house come october Mm -hmm. so that's a whole nother thing which means they're leaving diamond (laughs) well oh so this is the interesting thing it's so diamond is a customer of random house so you can stay with diamond and still get your stuff but ultimately now it's just getting it's just another middleman diamond's just another right. middleman. so why mm-hmm. not just go with random house yeah so so now we're looking at in addition to all the other distributors we deal with now we're getting new product it used to just be we'd get new product for the most part from diamonds but now right. it's going to be random house and lunar and diamonds. So we're going to be receiving every week three different shipments of new product, not to mention all the shit we get from Simon and Schuster and, right. and you know whoever else. Yeah. Scholastic but like, things like that. Isn't that what we used to talk about would be nice if Diamond no longer had the monopoly? It is because in theory increased you know competition will drive prices down and it'll it'll make things right. better and stuff like that but it's not it's not how it works it's just we've traded 
one one monolith, you know, because you can still only get DC stuff from one distributor. And you right. can still really only get Marvel stuff coming up from one distributor. I mean, all it did was serve to kneecap uh, Diamond, which is potentially going to have a trickle-down effect on smaller publishers. I yeah. Mean, I suspect Boom and Image and IDW and those guys are going to go somewhere else, maybe to Random House, maybe to Lunar. But ultimately, the really small guys, um, AWA Studios or... Avatar or Aftershock. Mm-hmm. Those guys, yeah, exactly. Those are the ones that are going to have to scramble and try to find a place because who knows what Diamond is going to end up doing if they're even going to be around this time next year. Right. I mean, Diamond didn't do themselves any favors, though, with how they would handle things at times. Absolutely. No, they could have seen this coming for a decade. And at they, least. Yeah. Yeah. Their so, answer was always, what are you going to do about it? We're it. Well, you're not, you're not going to be it forever. Like, it's just the, not going to happen. Second, the second that Disney closed the deal and bought Marvel, that was the day that I went, Diamond's Days oh, yeah. Remembered. Because once Disney figures out that they don't need Diamond to distribute Marvel comics because they're fucking Disney, Mm -hmm. Diamond is dead. And I'm like, and once Disney figures that out, Time Warner is going to go, oh yeah, we don't need them either. We can, we own DC, we can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, well, and Warner's has had a deal with Scholastic for decades. Mm Mm-hmm. So I always wondered why, like, one day someone at Warner's was like, why are we paying this one company to ship this one type of product? Would we already have, like, a book publisher and distribution network that we're partners with? Yeah. And to be honest, we've seen time and time again, if you want to have comics succeed, you get them into the hands of young readers. What's the best way to do that? Sell it through Scholastic. Oh man, if comics were in the Scholastic Book Fairs, that would be a life, that would have been a life changing thing for me. Rana Telgemeier has been telling us for years. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch the next year, two years, three years. What happens to the the direct market comic industry? Because comics are still going to happen, they're still going to be produced. Yeah. It's just how do you get them and where do you get them and who's going to be selling them to you? Hopefully right. it'll be hopefully it'll be comic shops still. I think it will. Um, I think a lot of comic shops have done a great job in creating community and you know because you can buy anything you want off Amazon, but you can't yeah. have a discussion with somebody at Amazon about oh my kid likes these three books. You know what else do you have that they would maybe like? Or yeah, whatever. Whatever. My kid got into the the DC superhero squad, the like the high school show. Yeah, you know, like, do, do they make comics about that? You know, because I want them to keep reading. You know, yeah, yeah. There, there are a couple industries where, like, it just it really, really hey, it's like it's it's really, really beneficial, needful to to have an expert that you can go to. You know, like I went to the I went to a garden center today to say these are the plants that I need to pot, and I want to like give them the best environment. What tell me what to buy because I literally don't know, and I I could have bought any of that stuff at almost any shop that has a garden center or even online Amazon whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. Like someone has to be there to tell me like this is what's going to work best for you and your plant and what they need. And and comics is one of those industries where you can 
spend whatever amount of money and just like willy nilly, like you're buying CDs. How many CDs have you bought because you heard one good song and you hate the rest of the album? Right. With, with comic book shops, especially once you've built up a history, like you, like a lot of people, us included at Bridge City, you, you know, they get to know you, you get to know them and they're like, Hey, this just came out. You probably haven't heard of it, but you're going to love it. You specifically. Perfect example, Denise. Remember at Christmas time, I pinged you and I was like, Hey, this David Bowie coloring book came in. If you're looking for Christian for Christmas, like, what do you think? And you're like, Holy crap. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he doesn't listen to this episode because now he's going to know that I get half of my gift recommendations for him from you. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully the half he likes. (laughs) <laughs> no he's he has liked everything so you are like batting a hundred or, or whatever the whatever the phrase is i don't know baseball uh batting a thousand on, on re- batting a thousand yes on yeah. on comic book recommendations for my spouse <laughs> good to know yeah well it's like i remember that back when i ran that one shot like this mom came in and she's like look my son's really into zombies uh, but I don't want him reading The Walking Dead. I flip through it. It's a little too violent for him. But every time I see like kitty zombie books, he's like, she's like, he still wants it to be kind of scary. She's like, what do I do? And I was like, ah, oh. like I bring her to Afterlife with Archie. She would have mm. never known that by just looking online. Oh, like yeah. there's just no way. You know, and I threw in my little commentary of like, actually, I think it's better than The Walking Dead. I know it's Archie. And you'd be like, really, Archie? I'm like, trust me, you're going to love it too. Kind of stuff. So. Yeah. And you just, yeah, you can't get that when you're on, when you're online. You just can't. Yep. Yep. I think they'll be kind of like, almost kind of how we treat like record stores now. You know, like vinyl didn't go away. I mean, it's even having a resurgence now, but there's something about that experience of looking at the items, talking to the person who works there, talking to the other, half the fun of new comic book days, talking to your fellow box customers. Yeah. And being like, oh, are you reading? Like, oh, I haven't caught up with that yet. You should check this out. And just nerding out for like half an hour in the shop. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, I guess yeah. that makes Ring, uh, that makes Ring our, our resident Rob, the shop owner. <laughs> He's not quite that curmudgeon. And, oh, and nor there. does he constantly ask us to make <laughs> top five lists. Oh, oh that's true. Well, yeah, that's true. He is a little curmudgeonly, though. I'm I'm old and I'm tired. <laughs> that just comes with, <laughs> and I've survived a pandemic just like all of us. We're all curmudgeons yep. now. Oh, so yeah, who are you talking to? Everyone in this, everyone in this chat is old and tired. <laughs> and you just celebrated your me. <laughs> 13th anniversary in April. 16th or 16th. 16th. That's right. Damn. What happened at 10? You just have your. It was six years ago. I I'll tell you what happened <laughs> to my 10th anniversary. I got a divorce. Uh, <laughs> so that kind of uh, put a pallor over things. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. So the, the thing to remember is Geek and Seed Radio, Bridge City Comics, Guardian Games, and Sequential Art all opened in 2005. That's true. Right. They are all the same age. Yeah. And I covered all three all, of them. Yeah. We've all been linked for all that time. <laughs> Just this nerdy, incestuous. Mm-hmm. Mobius strip of dorkdom, a little but bit, it's, but it's not. It's it's it's. I think it's a beautiful <laughs> testament to the community in Portland that mm-hmm. all of the all four of those all four of these things and, and every other thing that has kind of you know 
the Hollywood theater and our, our yeah. with the Hollywood and, you know, stuff like that. It's just, we really helped create this, or at least shepherd this, this geek community. I really do feel that way that we've all kind of had a piece of the pie in making this a place, a city that Ooh. embraces this stuff. You know, it's it's giving people a place to go, whether it's the comic shop or it's, you know, Guardian or Sequential or listening to Geek in the City, going to our events. I mean, not to pat myself on the back and, and everybody else on the back, but that's pretty awesome, I think. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's pretty great. Yeah, I mean, I do... I do sometimes forget that too. Like I'll look back and I forget like, Oh, that's right. Like the broadsides made their debut on geek and radio, the double clicks, like their second quote live event was on, was on this show. Like all these little things that I kind of forget, like happened on this show kind of thing. Like they both performed at bridge city comics. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rev Nat bought before he was even Rev Nat. Like he was, he just brought empty. He just bought, you know, labelless, cider to the show and he's like this is what i think we're gonna start doing you know mm-hmm. uh, spoilers we're not having rev nat on he's the one who's not making it because <laughs> we all forgot to ask but denise is repping at least that's yeah. true yeah I'm, you know i'm basically I, I talk to nat so often these days that i <clears throat> i got nothing sorry that's right. <laughs> i'm sorry nat we're gonna have him on plenty when that Lord of the Rings show actually launches. Like he's that's because oh, he's he's gonna need to nerd out so hard over that. Also, he he he's on this. He's a here's Cheryl. He's here with us a lot. So that's you know, true. Yeah. This is somebody else's turn today. It's Michael's turn now. <laughs> Can I just uh, say you guys are my favorite marketing expense? Hey, thanks. I'm a fan of more than one. Hey, it's marketing. I got it. I'm a businessman. I got to market. Yeah, no. You have to market. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. I, I would I never expect have... this that we were the only one. I, I don't either. A... I just like to give Ring a hard time. That's like our whole dynamic. That's I did have true. another semi-local shop reach out and say like, "Hey, uh, do, do you sell like ad space?" And I'm like, "Well, we do, but we already have a comic book shop, and that's kind of how the rules I always decided. Like, we could have a game store. We could have a comic book shop." If you are something different, like if you're, I don't know, a, a toy store, okay, I can work with that. You know. Well, I appreciate so that. I told them no. Yeah. Now, in all fairness, if they come back with a crazy price, I'll be like, hey, Marker. <laughs> we had a really good run, didn't we? That was a good time, man. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Oh. Uh, Norm said, Norm had a question. Uh, is there a comic release coming out that you are super pumped for? Although, much I feel like much like someone who creates comics, if you sell comics, you don't get to read many of them. That it's a weird paradox, but it's true. I'll tell you the one the one that um, I was most excited about recently was the new Green Lantern relaunch. I know, shock of shock, but it's really good. It's uh, way to stay on brand. That's not it's, the Grant Morrison one, is it, or is it the? No, 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 no. The Grant Morrison one, and he, it it kind of got in the weeds a little bit. But this it got, one, it got Grant Morrison. It got Grant Morrison. Shocking. But this Shocking. one, uh, it's the it's the the core is now a part of the United Federation of Planets, or the United um, the United oh. Planets. 
Okay. And and uh, so the Guardians are like giving up half, like a third of their territory, but to but they're exploring space, so they sent a thousand Green Lanterns in a spaceship to like the dark sector or like this place, this previously unexplored part of the of the universe. And that sounds uh, cool. Oh, oh, losing my shit over it. It's so good. I want to say I, I'm forgetting. I'm looking up the uh, the writer right now, and I he, I'm not terribly familiar with this guy. But um, well, while he's looking that up really quick because he slipped up his United Nation of Planets, uh, the Star Trek Green Lantern crossover was way better than it had any right to be. Absolutely. So it was. try and find that trade if you can find it. <laughs> it's so good. This, yeah. this guy named Jeffrey Thorne is writing this new Green Lantern, and uh, three issues in, and I am I am all over it. It is so huh. good. So, um, so Norm, I, I don't know if that answers your question. It's not something upcoming, but it's ongoing. So nice. I have something upcoming uh, that is not a comic, but comic based, uh, and I think that people will be really excited about is uh, why The Last Man is being made into a TV show. Yeah. And it is like less than three months from like being on our screens. Yeah, yeah, nice. I'm super stoked about that. And I just watched finally the first episode of Sweet Tooth last night. Oh, so how'd you like that. it? I really liked it. It's so oh. good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, and Will Forte, like... He's just so not good. a role you expect to see him in. Well, not me anyway. I'm not the biggest fan of his, uh, right. but I was pleasantly surprised by yeah. his performance. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Dexter Soy is the artist of that Green Lantern series. They're oh. really oh. good. Yeah. What, why do I know that name? Uh, Captain Marvel. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. That's fun. Yeah, it's I like the of idea of this this teenage girl building a gauntlet powered by the ring. That's that, cool. I'm gonna check it, it out. Yeah, it's. Uh, I will say though, in this, it it does feel like they don't quite know what to do with her. Um, I feel like like uh, this guy Thorn had this idea for okay, we're gonna do this thing and send him off in the outer reaches of space, and then the powers that be were like, well, you should probably include this character, but. <laughs> They're also bringing in, um, I'm forgetting her name, from Far Sector, too. Um, oh, the one that N.K. Jemison wrote? Yeah, and that's uh. pretty good, because she is interacting with the Teen Lantern, um, the girl you mentioned. And, right. And folks should check out Far Sector. It was really good. Yeah. 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 I think, I think the last issue comes out tomorrow, I think. So the trade hardcover yeah. should be out. In right. Because the, the whole premise of that one is that she was a lantern in this sector that hadn't had a murder in like a thousand years. Like, it was the most peaceful sector. Like, they had to have a lantern, but that lantern never had to do really anything other than (laughs) stop natural disasters, and then shit goes sideways. Yeah. Didn't even know N.K. Jemison had a comic book. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I I do like the idea of that concept. If your society hasn't had a murder in a thousand years, like, what does it do to your society when one finally happens? Yeah. It's interesting the the way she set up the the world building in it and having these three like there are three races that are like it's this delicate political balance and like that's the other part great part of it is it's like it's a political thriller too. Yeah. It's not really what you think of when you're thinking about oh space cops. Right. Yeah. This is cool. True. 
And the other question Norm had is, was there a comic that you were surprised how well it did during the pandemic? I don't know if he meant like, because of its, I don't know. To compare That's, it. Yeah. Oh no, do, if you have an answer, go ahead. No, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, so. I was going to say, well, to compare it, when we talked to Guardian Games, uh, we were all laughing about how popular the board game pandemic was <laughs> at the beginning of the real life pandemic. Yeah. So, and I, but I don't think he necessarily means it that way. It could just be like a book that ended up being really popular over the last year that you didn't maybe think it was going to be. It doesn't have to be pandemic related. Right. right. Um, you know, an interesting one that's been out for a while. Um, it's it's uh, it's called Die. It's oh, by we, Kieran Gillen. Yep. We covered that one when it yep. first came out. I love that book. And I wonder, I and we ended up, like, we had a bunch of people buying it off our website or emailing us about it and, and other things. Because there was a stretch where there was no new product. Uh-huh. Um, but even yeah. now, like, the sales on the first three trades, and especially the first trade, are crazy. Like, I can barely keep this thing in stock. And I wonder... I think, A, it's a really good book. I think he brought over a lot of people from Wicked and the Divine. But I also think it shows an intersection of comics and gaming. Yeah. There are probably a lot of gamers who, I don't know what the gaming release schedules, how much they were affected. But I think people just looking up, looking looking for things that uh, uh, appeals to them, obviously. Uh, But if you're a gamer maybe you've heard about this book and you're like oh, yeah i mean it helps that like D's bigger than it's ever been because of streaming shows mm-hmm. and he's appeared on a few of them like yeah. he's not really you know he's he's chatted a little bit about how much role-playing and comics were like they're inseparable in his life from childhood like yeah. he's so he's made no you know he's never he's always celebrated that fact so i'm sure you got a lot of crossover from rpg players he yeah. still talks about how much like gillen is a big gamer like the back one, matter is all yeah gaming well i'm one, in a one-third of his instagram feed is his goddamn warhammer models oh dude i'm in a discord that has him on it and i thought that like it would okay. be a lot of people talking with comics about him like he lives on the gaming section and yeah, that makes we'll sense. spend days talking about paint wash mixes to make his Warhammers <laughs> look right. Yeah, no, he, he Although, is a I, true believer. When I think about why I love Die so much, it's it's not about the gaming tie-in. Like it is, it is dark and it is sad and it is beautiful and it is it is it's so relatable, you know, for, and like because of the different ways that all of the characters handle their, their trauma. It is a collective trauma, but they all handle it differently. And, you know, it's, it's this, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get into it because I feel like I could really like do a whole dissertation on what makes die so wonderful. Uh, all this to say, like, it's not even just about the gaming aspect or like right. how it connects to other fandoms. Right. It's, it's, it's just fucking good. Mm-hmm. One other book that actually I, I that did take me by surprise was the uh, Critical Role Vox Machina comics. Mm. Those were mm-hmm. hardcore. I mean, people were coming out of the woodwork for those. But I think that's because of 
a podcast and then they promote on the podcast and then it you know right it's also because that over 2020 um and into 2021 uh they they basically did this massive rollout of all of their related products yeah Yeah. like we went from we really want a critical role product why is there no critical role product to here branded gaming bags here's dice here trays you name it we got it here are pop finals here's uh, art source books here's uh, campaigns and campaigns and campaigns so yeah. yeah a few months ago i had no idea what critical role was and now i cannot have i cannot even have twitter on my phone without constantly being updated about critical role and i don't follow it just 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 uh-huh. stuffing it in my face uh-huh. i feel that way about the blazers <laughs> <laughs> don't have to I worry about that anymore that. yeah you're good for good except, except for the whole hunt for a new coach thing so yeah and when they think about hiring the guy that's got like a huge abusive background awesome yeah cool cool nice tight unsubscribe well what else you got for us Rim? i know you got a new cat you got a new teenager yeah. what's what else is up oh that's right yeah, yeah i got a big fat lazy bear of a cat Okay, I wasn't sure where you were going with that one. <laughs> I was like, I know she doesn't listen to the show, but uh, careful. Yeah, no, Larry. Larry's the cat, and he is the worst. Uh, but he's big and fluffy. So I mean, that's, all cats that's are the worst. Cats. That's yeah. just cats, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All the dogs is... are good dogs. All cats are... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, got a, I got a teenager, 13 and a half, so we're... Uh, Navigating that, which is great, especially with <laughs> online school. No, but the kid is awesome. She's like taking up golf, which I have no clue where that came from. Is she secretly an old white man? I... Is it your fault? Did you do this? So, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I don't like golf. I don't golf. I don't even mini golf really. No. <laughs> um, but she, so she loves the '90s. Apparently, she loves the fashion of the '90s. Yeah, she that's about right. She's got doesn't have a fanny pack, but has mom jeans. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, mom yeah. jeans all day. Why you mad, yo? And you know what? I'll take it because <laughs> rather than you know her showing off her goods, I'd I'd rather have you know some coverage. But that's just because I'm her dad. So. That's fair. So I don't know. What else? I, I, I don't know, man. So, so curmudgeon. Everybody, every day, every day is a new challenge. Just like it is. But tomorrow's new, com- tomorrow's new comic book day. That's always fun. That is. I should pick up some comics tomorrow. Yeah. I'm actually going to be working in the store more, too. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, weird hours. It's going to be like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 11 to 1. And then Saturday nights, but those are those are peak hours. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun. It'll be nice to see people more than I have been. Um, right. Be a little more of a beautiful face to <laughs> shop. I know I had to stop saying good in there and give Michael a hug. No one could be giving hugs right now. Mm. Yes. So I had to drop that part. Yeah. <laughs> 
But one day, soon-ish, maybe I don't know. Yeah, the shandy, the shandy hugs will return. I'll always have shandy hugs for you three, even Aww. if you don't want them. Well, Aww, consent, yeah. yes, yes. But, you know, that's because we know we're all vaccinated. <laughs> as long as you consent to it, that's all I have. <laughs> and then, whether we want it or not, yes, that's right. I consent to being annoyed by this. However that works. (laughs) Sorry, I keep looking away because Irma is spazzing out. Ah, yes. Irma. As she do. It's the... So It's past my dinner uh, time. I want my food. We're almost there. Really? Uh, Is there a publisher, Michael, that's been kind of cranking out some fun stuff that you didn't expect? Um, Aftershock has been surprising. Um because for a long time they were just kind of this dark weird stuff and now they're dark and weird but they also have other stuff so there's a new book out this week called bunny mask which i am actually super intrigued by that's a paul tobin book yes yeah that's right it is oh okay cool um uh yeah aftershock has done well image is still cooking um um yeah, I noticed that Aftershock is also doing a uh, an all ages line as well as their horror line, if I remember correctly. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't think it's happened yet. Yeah, I think it was something that was announced late last year. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, man, it's good to have you on. It's good to be on. It's good to hanging see you out, me. looking at your Neil Adams Green Arrow in the background there. It's the hard traveling heroes box set, right? I did not place that there on purpose. That has been there since we did it for our book club a few months ago, and I have to rearrange my shelves. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but you know, yeah. they look. Can can I can I show you guys one thing real quick? Sure. I gotta go, but I gotta. I I, uh, I posted it on Facebook, but for the people who are not friends of mine on Facebook, I got this dope. I saw that. From... That's a Michael Clark, isn't it? No. What? No. Matthew. Is... Matthew. Clark. No. Oh, Matthew. No. No. It's this not. Is... No. It's from a an old time inker, Romeo Tangal, who inked George Perez on the New Teen Titans, among other things. Uh, but I became friends with him on Facebook. He does this. Uh, um, uh, he's retired now, so he basically does this for fun. Charges like fifty bucks for a sketch. What? And, uh, That's a steal. It's a. Yeah. I gave him a little more than fifty. Um, hence i think why it's a little more detailed um but i'm super stoked man i just lost my mind when i saw it when he when he sent this back so yeah that's That's awesome yeah no no one no one tell matthew i misidentified somebody else i didn't hear anything (laughs) well the pose is actually very similar to how he'll pose characters so i could see why you would do that oh it's all good anyway I still have the uh, the original Green Lantern that Ibrahim drew for me, like the first uh, holiday season I worked at Tifa. No kidding. Yeah, so it's like 2012 when he drew it for me. Yeah. Yep, I still have that sucker. It's one of my favorites. That's he just awesome. gave it to me. He's like, thanks for being a cool store manager here. Here you go. It's That's all so gorgeous cool. and in color and... Yeah, I remember yeah. it because it's the only time I ever saw Green Lantern with pockets on his uniform. Hmm. He's got two. He's got a pocket on each side. I was like, "Yeah, I, 
you know, even if I do control the most powerful weapon, I'm going to want, you know, put my, keep my space wallet. Well, you put your house keys, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen that, Aaron. Now I'll show it to you next time. Yeah. Yeah. I can't go get it now because it's literally like mounted on the wall on the stairs. No, 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 no. But I mean, even if you wanted to like, yeah, send me a picture, text me a picture, post it on Facebook or something. I would love to see. I love Ibrahim. He's one of those guys that is such an amazing talent that, I mean, I'm not going to say he came out of nowhere, but no, I mean, he really was very fully formed when he kind of showed up 10 years ago. He he, he busted mm-hmm. his butt to get where he's at right now. And totally. yeah, hopefully good things keep happening for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's good people. Oh, we should yeah. check on it. Check in on him soon. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had Ibrahim on the show. Well, I mean, All the more got... reason to check in on him. I don't know. He's got he that did book do couch. a gallery show with Sequential Art. Did we not have him on? We might have had him on for that then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that would have been years ago. Yeah. That was for High Crimes. No, oh, he yeah. wasn't on for that. That was, was the he? first time I had him in for a signing, I think, was High Crimes. Him and mm-hmm. Sabella. So. Nice. Yeah. All the connections this show has made, I, I forget a lot of them. Hey. Yeah. Well... Michael, thanks for ha- coming on. We're actually going to sign off here. If you want to, you want to sign off with us. Yeah, sure. All right. Cool. Uh, have no idea what we have planned for next week, but we we plan for one episode. That's all you get. We put uh, all I, we put all I our brain energy what, into this. I, oh, wait. I do know what next week is. Next week we will cover two episodes of Bad Batch and the first yes. episode of Loki, which oh, starts. That's right. Oh, that's right. Starts I get, I get Loki tonight, for yeah. my birthday. Woo! Happy birthday. All right, then. Well, it's going to be an old Disney and Marvel next week. And with that, I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Benarita. And I am Cable Hashitani. And that's been Shandering. Yeah. Uh, thanks for 600 episodes, everybody. Probably You're all wonderful. More, but we'll see. <laughs> thanks for doing 600 episodes. Yeah. We've got to at least hold out to 666. Thanks like, for paying uh, for 600 episodes. Yeah. I haven't paid for 600, but I will. <laughs> Just keep going. All right. Deal. Deal. That That is a contractually binding agreement. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Thanks. (laughs) 